0: Thanks for joining us at the Ham South Podcast Network. If you're interested in joining us in our services, we meet at 10am on a Sunday at 131 Hoporo in Melville. We'd love to see you there. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Neon Kids Programme. Neon is a before and after school care and school holiday programme for primary and intermediate students. Neon has two centres operating in Rototuna and in Melville. For more information, visit www.neonkids.co.nz. That's www.neonkids.co.nz. Now to the pod. This is Colossians 1, verse 15 to23.
1: When we look at the sun, we see the God who cannot be seen. We see the visible image of the invisible God. We see the one at the beginning, the one who was with God and the one who is God. When we look at the sun, we see the beginning. We see God's original purpose, the reason everything was created. When we look at the sun, we see the firstborn over all creation. When we look at the sun, we see the firstborn over all creation. Yet this firstborn didn't come about just like any other, no, The firstborn over all creation wasn't the firstborn to be born in creation. The firstborn over all creation existed before creation, outside of creation. All of creation was for this firstborn. And the title of firstborn was given to the one, the one at the beginning, the one who was with God and the one who is God, because he would inherit the whole earth the kingdom of his father. When we look at the son, we see the one who always was and always is and always will be, supreme. For God set him apart as supreme. Before anything else, the son was set apart as supreme. For God set him apart as supreme. Before anything else. The Son was set apart as Supreme and called Firstborn, the one who would inherit the whole earth, the kingdom of his Father. When we look at the Son, we see the beginning. We see God's original purpose, the reason everything was created. When we look at the Son, we see the Firstborn over all creation, the one who is Supreme. Ko ia nei te ahua o te atua, e I atu, te o na mea hanga katoa. When we look at the sun, we see the beginning, the one who existed before all of creation, the firstborn, the supreme, and everything, absolutely everything, finds its purpose in him. When we look at the sun, we see the beginning and we see the source, the only source. For everything, absolutely everything was created through him. Everything above and everything below. Everything that we can see and everything that we can't see. Everything on the earth and everything in the heavens rank after rank after rank of angels, thrones and dominions, rulers and powers, everything, absolutely everything was created through him. And everything, absolutely everything was created for him. As the supreme one, the firstborn over all creation, the one who inherited the whole earth, the kingdom of his father, the son He has majesty and power. And all of these things, everything that was created, the heavens and the earth, the visible and the invisible, all of it comes under his reign. The sun has majesty and power. He is the source and he gives purpose. And everything, absolutely everything was created in him, through him and for him. All of it was for him, the one in the beginning, the one who was with God and the one who is God, the one who is firstborn over all creation and the one who is supreme. All of it was for him. Nā Name nā mea kātua <speaking> i <in> hanga, nā mea i te me nā mea i te fenua, nā mea i ana, me nā mea i kore i kitia, Nakawanatanga na na Tanga na mana. Nana Mana or na Katua. When we look at the sun we will see that never has there been a time when he has not been. Because he was the one in the beginning. He existed before all things and in him all things are held together. You see, God, the Father, he didn't create and then abandon. He didn't simply get things rolling and then step away, no. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. The Word is the Son. He existed in the beginning with God. And God created everything through him. Nothing was created except through him. The son gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. God didn't create and then abandon. With him was his son, the firstborn over all creation, and the firstborn holds all of creation, sustains all of creation, and reigns over all of creation. Never has there been a time when he has not been. And never will there be a time where he will not be. The sun holds all of creation together. But this might be saying too little. To say he holds all of creation together doesn't just mean that he keeps order. That he keeps things ticking. That he keeps things from chaos. That's saying too little. The sun holds all of creation together. Where would we be without him? Creation depends upon, creation relies upon, creation is nothing without the one who gave it breath, the son, the one who existed before creation, the firstborn over all creation, the one who is supreme. Creation is not self-sufficient. God could not create and then abandon because then where would his world be? individuals, we, we are not self-sufficient. God could not create us, then abandon us, because then where would his people be? No matter how much we deny, and no matter how hard we try to ignore, and no matter if we even believe in the one or not, we are not self-sufficient. We depend upon, we rely upon, we are nothing without the one who gave us breath, the Son. The one who existed before all of creation, the firstborn over all of creation, the one who is supreme. The sun holds all of creation together, and all of creation is entirely dependent on the sun. Nomua anuhoki ia'ina mea katua, nana anuhoki na mea katua i mo'ai. And it is the one, the son, the firstborn, the one who holds all of creation together and the one upon all things depend and rely, the one without whom nothing can be without. He is the head of the church. But what is the head? Is it simply physical, the brains of the operation? Or does it mean authority, the maker of decisions and the instructor If the sun is the head of the church, then what does that mean? You'll find it in the Greek as kephale, a word to mean origin or source, and you'll see that much like before, the head is like the beginning, head is like the source, head is like the one that in, through, and for all things were created, head is like the sun. The Son is the beginning, the Son is the source, the Son is supreme, and the Son is head of the church. But remember, as the Son gave origin and purpose to all of creation, He gives origin and purpose to the church. So the church does not exist for itself. It doesn't exist to meet its own needs, or to meet the needs of its congregation, the church is not simply an institution. Rather, the church exists to fulfill the redemptive purposes of Christ, the one who is its head. Because the church is not simply an institution, it is a body. And if the church is a body and the Son is its head, then the Son is the source and the Son is supreme. Because the head of a living body does not only direct and govern, it also gives the body strength and life. So the work of the church is then to reflect the image of its strength and life, to preach the message of the gospel, to be a fruit all over the world, and to live a life worthy of the Son. Because if the Son is a body, is a, if the church is a body and the sun is its head. Then the sun is supreme, and the sun is its source. Ko te upoko o tinana ara, o te hahi ko te timatanga. When we look at the sun, we see the one in the beginning, the one who was with God and the one who is God. When we look at the sun, we see the beginning. We see God's original purpose, the reason everything was created. When we look at the Son, we see the firstborn over all creation. Then, in becoming Christ, the Son earns title of firstborn once more. This time, the firstborn from among the dead. Because I live, you also will live, he declared, being raised from the dead and opening new possibilities for all who follow. In creation and in a new creation, in life and in new life, Christ is supreme. That first Easter morning, when the tomb was found empty, marked the first day of what was the age to come. The age of resurrection had arrived. God wasn't leaving it till the end of time. He made sure that there still was time to save this broken world and to send the message far and wide. The time had come and the time was now. The age of resurrection had arrived and the Son had been the first. Because the goal of the age of the resurrection wasn't just for those who already believed. It wasn't just to give individual believers the hope that they may too defeat death. Because God never saw his son as head of a small body. A body of not many parts. A body of only a few devoted followers. No. The the goal of the Age of Resurrection was that Christ would be first, the firstborn from among the dead. And as the good news spread far and wide, more would come, more would know, more would rise, more would follow in the footsteps of the firstborn. And his kingdom would continue to grow and he would continue to reign. Christ was the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything and over everything, He might be first, He might be supreme. Tefano matamua, iroto i mate, kia waiho ai ia, he tuatahi iroto i na mea katua. And as I began, when we look at the sun, we see the one in the beginning the one who is with God and the one who is God. When we look at the Son, we see the one who is God. God the Creator, God the Father, God the High and Exalted One, Yahweh. All of his glory, all of his power, all of his majesty and all of his fullness came to dwell here on earth. But no longer did he dwell just by his presence. No longer was he confined to a certain place, a certain sign, or a certain time. Now all of his glory, all of his power, all of his majesty and all of his fullness rested in his Son, the visible image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, the firstborn from among the dead, born a man, to live as a man, Jesus. Jesus Christ bore the image of God, revealed to us the Father's heart, and demonstrated to us God's redemptive power. All of the attributes and activities of God, his spirit, his word, his wisdom, and his glory, all are disclosed in Jesus Christ, the visible image of the invisible God. And in him, in His Son Jesus Christ, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. I When we look at the sun, We see the one in the beginning. We see the one that in him, through him, and for him, everything in heaven and on earth was created. We see the firstborn over all creation. And when we look at the sun, we see the visible image of the invisible God. God himself made human, Jesus, to dwell amongst his people here on earth. We see the firstborn from among the dead. But to be the firstborn from among the dead, there had to be death. But God couldn't die, but he needed to die. To to save his creation and his people, God needed to put an end to death. So he sent his son, the one who bore his image and all of his fullness. And it was his son, Jesus, who had to die. To be the firstborn from among the dead... There had to be death. Because creation had fallen out of harmony with God. It was no longer what it had been in the beginning when it was very good. The world was now corrupted, disordered and ravaged by sin, but God still loved it. Sin had defaced Christ's work in creation, but Christ still came. To bring creation back into harmony, bring back order to this world of disorder, and to bring creation back into harmony with its creator. But it wasn't pretty. It wasn't nice. For the sake of this world, the Son had to give his life. The one at the beginning, the firstborn over all creation, the one who is supreme all of that was stripped from him and when all that he said he had was stripped from him and he hung naked humiliated beaten weak mocked shamed betrayed and alone on a cross like a criminal it wasn't pretty it wasn't nice Blood suggests to us death by violence. And the mention of the cross reminds us of shame and humiliation. These are not things to be associated with a king, a firstborn, a supreme, the head of the church, shamefully crucified. But blood can also remind us of Christ's atoning sacrifice. God's purpose was never to judge or to destroy, but to reconcile, renew, bring peace, give hope. And the cross is a symbol of a new relationship between God and his people, a relationship that overcomes, a relationship that brings peace. Everything that was broken, Everything that was dislocated, disjointed, or lost, everything created that had fallen out of harmony with its creator needed to be brought back into harmony with God. The conflict had to be replaced by peace. And the peace has come through the Prince of Peace himself. As his blood washed down from the cross, peace was found. A heirunga runga i a ia, he hauhanga rungo, ki ia mana mea katoa. I te mea kamau nei i a ia te rungo, i rungu i nga toto o tonori peka. Hei runga ano i a ia, a hakoa he meno te fenua a hakoa he meno te rangi. And each and every one of us here today, we are all like case studies. Our lives as living testaments to what Christ can do. You and me and all of creation, we are all the same. We turn our backs on God and we give him hell. We don't control our minds. We don't fix them on what is good, noble and pure. Instead, we think rebellious thoughts of him and against him. We turn our backs on God, and we can give him hell. We are all the same. And in our new life, God makes us all the same. We don't look the same. We don't talk the same. We don't think the same, and we don't act the same. But we are all redeemed. We have all been reconciled. Christ has laid a bridge across the chasm that was between us, between humanity and God. And it is a bridge of grace. And it is a bridge that anyone may cross. And if you choose to cross it, you will be presented anew on the other side, presented as holy, blameless, and faultless before your God. Because Jesus Christ has already done for us what we could not do for ourselves. He achieved perfection for us. And God's goal for us is that we would step into this perfection. That we would step into our holiness, our blamelessness and faultlessness. But this doesn't just happen overnight. It's a work in progress that will find fulfillment only in Christ's return. But we must respond. We have been reconciled to God to live a life worthy of God. Christ has already done what we could not do for ourselves. So now it's our turn to do the only thing that Christ will not do for us. We must choose him. Christ has offered us to God, but it is nonetheless our own offering. We must lay our lives down and we must choose him. We don't want to be like the Colossians, unsteady and wavering, constantly swayed by every new teaching, every new idea, every new spirituality. And we don't want to be like the seed that was scattered in the shallow earth, quick to bloom, but even quicker to fade. We must continue securely established and consistently steadfast in faith. And we must not shift from the hope, the hope that is promised to us in the gospel. Who would want to walk away from a gift like that? When we look at the sun, we see the one at the beginning, the one who was with God and the one who is God we see the firstborn over all creation, the one who is supreme. When we look at the Son, we see the one who is the source, the one who gives purpose and the one who holds all things together, the one who is the head of the church. When we look at the Son, we see the firstborn from among the dead, Jesus Christ, God's own Son, shamefully crucified but when we look at the sun we see the eternal sacrifice we see the prince of peace the reconciler the bridge builder and when the sun looks at us he sees us as holy blameless and faultless christ has already done for us what we could not do for ourselves now we must do for our part what he will not do for us. We must lay down our lives and we must choose him. Christ is supreme. Kou io.
0: Thanks again for joining us for this week's message. Before you go, we'd like to thank our sponsor Neon Kids Programme. NEON is a before- and after-school care and school holiday program for primary and intermediate students. NEON has two centres operating in Rototona and in Melville. For more information, visit www.neonkids.co.nz. That's www.neonkids.co.nz. Thanks again.